I'm Kimberly C. Paul. Today we talk with Nico Vitaco. He's an actor in Los Angeles that was cast in a very special movie called The Elephant in the Room. Today we celebrate the screenwriter and nurse practitioner behind this passionate film, Bonnie Freeman. How do we become the architect of our own destiny? Throughout two decades of working with the dying, I think I've discovered the secrets to dying well in America. We must learn to build the pathways to our last chapter, to create the blueprints that reflects our individual lives and values. Knowledge is power, and if we desire a death that reflects our life, we must become the designer. First of all, Nico, I met you via email. I've been talking to Bonnie about a project she's been working on for several years, but also was in production and post-production, getting ready to go in post-production. And I remember talking to her as she was traveling about this movie, and she was so excited. I mean, on fire about it. And I believe three months later, I get this random email from you telling me that Bonnie had unexpectedly passed away. And and I thought before we get started, we have to pause and reflect on a woman that enhanced both of our lives through her mere presence, Bonnie Freeman. So let's start. How did you meet Bonnie? So um, it's, it's kind of a weird story. Um, I met Bonnie uh, because my wife is a friend of Bonnie's daughter, Anna. And Anna's dad, Bonnie's ex, used to date my mother-in-law. My wife's mom. What? <laughs> right? What? <laughs> That'll be that all sounds like you live in the South. <laughs> Everyone's related somehow. Um, so that was strange. I, n- I had never met Bonnie before. I met Anna a few times um, through, through my wife. And Anna just happened to reach out one morning and say, she sent my wife a text saying, hey, my mom's writing this film. Uh, she, she wrote a screenplay for the film. She, they're, they're filming a movie, and they just lost their lead actor. And I wanted to see if Nico was available. And I've told her about Nico, but she's always just kind of like rolled her eyes and brushed it off because she didn't know who he was. And Anna was like, I think he'd be perfect. And so I was thinking, like, who? It was weird to me, too. I'm like, I don't even know who this Bonnie is. And would that be weird? Is your mom, would she, would she be okay <laughs> with, with me reaching out to her? And would that just cause a lot of drama um or weirdness yeah i get it craziness but uh you know it it didn't i i was reluctant to at first to to read the script or or like even look at it but i told um my wife had told uh, anna that yeah have her mom send send over the script and i was honestly thinking like okay everybody has a script and i haven't worked on big features or anything like that before, but I'm just thinking, okay, what's this going to be? I'm going to read a few pages and be like, Oh my gosh, I definitely don't want to get involved with this. Um, <laughs> so I got the script and my wife was gone for the whole day. So I knew I had time to just kind of sit down and, and read through it. And I was very much so expecting to just read a few pages and just say no thanks and pass. Um, but I just, I sat down and read the entire script like straight through no breaks at all. And I'm not, I'm not usually like that. Like I'm not a reader. I, I need to take breaks and let things sink in and just kind of like go outside. Um, but I was literally my, I could not pull myself away from her script and I laughed and I teared up and I bawled my eyes out. And I was just like, I felt so many emotions just reading this. And i just had this feeling of like a, something resonated with me so much with 
these this character and these other characters that I felt like you have a moment in life where I felt like, okay, this is where I need to be right now. Like something's telling me that I need to be a part of this, this project in this film. So uh, right away, I told my wife, I was like, call Anna, make sure that her mom's okay with your mom. And like, tell her, I had no idea about the two of them, but let her know that I'm interested and I want to try and make this work out. And I want to audition. Um, and so it kind of, I, one thing led to another and I ended up auditioning, um, went through a, a couple different processes and, um, they sent me a, a scene to audition and I hadn't, still hadn't met Bonnie. Um, I auditioned for her husband, Alan, who's our director and one of the other producers, um, and just let everything, laid out everything in, in, in the room and just gave everything I, I could do it because I, I had prepared and even I'd, prepared with my dog and my wife the scene before. So you felt really good. Like you, this, you, so let, let me go back. You said you had found a connection with the script. What kind of connection did you feel with the script? Because it, you started off with this, there was another title uh, when you first started. Yeah. Resonating Hearts or? Resilient Hearts. Resilient Hearts. Yeah. And so when you were re- reading this, working title, um, what, what connected with you? I think reading the working title right away, what connected with me was my, my grandfather and some, um, you know, the word resilience just in my mind, when I first hear it it talks about, I think of strength. And so right away, I, I, I related that word, the title with my grandfather and thought of the strength and that he had in his entire life and being the rock in our family. And then his, that his passing was so difficult and, and hard um, to overcome. And even nowadays, and it's been years, it's been, it's been 10 years. Um, but um, reading this title in the script and what the resilient hearts pertain to was that these medical officials and these healthcare professionals and people who deal with palliative care, end of life, compassionate care, they need to be able to have the ability to be resilient regardless of what happens, how close they become with their patients and families and with each other, be able to bounce back and then move on to the next one. And it's, it's emotions that not everybody can carry or, or abilities that not everyone can carry. And I just th- thought that it was so fascinating that there are people like this who give themselves so fully to other people. And so they're so selfless and compassionate um, that I was, I just was amazed. And it kind of gave me a sense of um, a belief in humanity again, I guess, in a sense, because it's tough nowadays. You know, I, I find myself um, feeling like there's like humanity is a little bit lost and people are, a bit too self-involved these days and entitled and whatnot. I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel like that, but when I was opened up to this world of just kind of seeing people for who they are and not where they're going and being able to just give this type of care and build relationships with patients and with families and, and amongst each other, um, I thought it was such a special and heartfelt story to be that needed to be told. And it's such a simple thing. And it's like, we're so caught up in cool technology and the best action movie and all this 
really cool stuff and there's all this material stuff, but this brings it right back home into the heart. Like it, it just, it hits you and it's, it's just a truthful, genuine story. So what was it like when you finally met Bonnie Freeman? I gave her the biggest hug. I was hoping that she wasn't weirded out by <laughs> just walking in, giving her a hug, but it was like one of those moments that you just had an instant connection. I walked up to her and I, I gave her uh, a huge hug and just said, I think I said, thank you right away. And we hugged for a moment and she looked at me and she's like, I found out that you're a Gemini like me. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. She's like, I think we're going to be one of the same. We're going to be like one of the same type of person here. Oh, wow. Yeah. And even that moment when she said that, I was just like, this is why I related so much with her story and her script. And it was just something that, again, made me feel like, okay, this is what I want to be able to tell her story clearly enough for her and get it out there Um, and do my best to, um, I guess, pay respect to her words and in the script and what the purpose that she wanted to the story that she wanted to convey to everybody. So how long did you guys work on uh, pre and production? And and now you're in the final stages of post-production. Yeah. How long did this all take? We started last year, um, beginning of August. The first weekend in August, we started filming and it was just, it was chaotic. It was um, trying to do so much, trying to film so much at once. Um, We had great intentions, but we started off with very heavy scenes and tried to get in too many scenes in, in two days. Um, but we started early August and we only had weekends to film because we were filming in a hospital, um, in which the hospital was, is so supportive and nice enough to give us the place to, to film in, um, you know, be that it be on the weekends, on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, but we filmed every single weekend with a couple days off for about three and a half months. We went from August until middle of November and filming, rewriting. We had to recast, um, the girl who plays Anna, um, who's my, the, the co-star in the film ends up playing my love interest as well. Um, just because the producers didn't feel like there was a connection and the, the chemistry at first. And, um, we recast who the girl is place right now is absolutely amazing. And she was wonderful. Mm. So such a pleasure to work with. Um, Rupinder, who plays this character, Valerie, who's a social worker, is a real social worker at City of Hope, the hospital that we filmed. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. And so what was awesome about that was that we were able to work with somebody who's, and she's not an actress, but she's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. You will see her and be like, this this woman is, she's amazing. It's because she's so, she's just true. She's genuine. She's not trying to be something different than what she is. She said, can I just bring myself to it? And she even was able to improvise and blow some of us actors and improvisers out of the water just because she's able to <laughs> dive right into this, this character. She has a lot of stories and experiences. Yeah. And she's, she would say too, well, okay, maybe we can approach the scene this way a little bit. And, and make it, you know, um, make it this way. And her and Bonnie would collaborate together and create differences in how to approach her lines or dialogue. And it just worked out perfectly. So it was nice. And it it made me a better actor too. It made me want to be a little bit more 
a bit more genuine and come off as like, okay, I need to know what I'm talking about here too. A lot of research. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, you and Bonnie, you, you ended up having this special connection. Yeah. I mean, through filming, um, how long, so y'all filmed for three months mm-hmm. and she, something tragically happened. Um, the film wasn't done, um, but you guys were done filming, but it was in post-production. Yeah. Talk to me about after you spend so much intense moments and creativity. And if for those who aren't uh, haven't experienced creativity, there's a bond during the creative process that you end up having, and it's like family. Um, something something spiritual happens sometimes on sets, and I feel like it was happening on this set. Um, now the movie's called The Elephant in the Room, but this was happening and Bonnie had so much passion. She, she just injected it into this project. Right. But when did you, when did you hear about what was going on with Bonnie and how unexpected was it to you? It was extremely unexpected. Um, I heard about it through her husband, Alan, our director. We were, um, Alan, myself, and our other producer were in contact because we were just starting all of our post-production, the, the editing process, and trying to find, trying to audition editors and um, finish, finalize our funding for everything. And I remember getting a text one morning from Alan just saying that Bonnie was um, in Kentucky with visiting her daughter and her granddaughters for a funeral for a, for a family member. And they were on their way back. They were had to drive to Michigan uh, for this funeral. They were on their way back to Kentucky. And I guess Bonnie had felt ill. She had thought what was allergy. She thought she was getting some allergies or allergic reaction to something and picked up some allergy meds and uh, wanted to call it an early night. And I think, uh, you know, without, sorry, without going too far into it, I, I, I just, I, I found out that something was wrong right away from her husband, just sending a text and saying, Something's bad happened to Bonnie. She's in an induced coma. And it was just, it's one of those things you read and you're, you're not believing. You're thinking like, okay. Well, it's like, what? Yeah. Like, like, what? It, this, this doesn't happen. Like, you don't just send a text and say, or somebody just doesn't become sick and in becoming, in, have an induced coma and is just stops communicating. Um, hmm. So we had, we had this text, I got this text and I called Alan right away and I was literally about to walk into a meeting and I asked him if I can have a few moments because I had to process what I just read and talk with Alan and he was just, um, he, he was, he was trying to, trying to process it himself and deal with it. Um, just completely in shock. Yeah, completely in shock as we both were. And even like trying to talk about it now, just trying to remember it still brings back the the memories and the feeling of, of being shocked about it. But um, he told me that she was in this induced coma, that he wasn't sure if it was, um, uh, if she had an aneurysm or if she had an infection that got into her brain or something like he was trying, kind of trying to come up with everything. But I remember him telling me too, he's like, I don't feel good about it. And of course, right away, I'm just like, well, just wait, like, don't, you know, maybe, um, She's she's in the hospital. She's she's getting treatment. She had to be flown from one hospital to a, a special specialty care center, you know, via a helicopter. And um, he had said, I, I spoke with Anna 
her daughter and Anna's even saying it's not looking good. And I, I just, my heart broke right away for Alan because he's here in California while his wife is away and you never expect, you never expect anything to, to happen like that and, and not be there for your loved one. And he felt completely helpless. I'm sure. And I'm just, my heart broke for him. And I'm thinking like, how do you build somebody up when I kind of thought the same thing too, like from hearing what had happened, that it wasn't going to be the best outcome or the best information regardless of what happened. But, um, um, so I, I talked him through things a bit and asked him to kind of, to keep me posted. Um, we, I, I right away got in touch with her, her boss, the head of the palliative care department, um, the, the department head at the hospital and made him aware of it because nobody else knew what was going on. And everyone was involved in our, our film. We were literally in the thick of things and in the middle of stuff going on. Um, and no one knew what was happening and everyone knew that she was out of town. But later that night we found out that they tried to, um, uh, bring her out of it and she just wasn't able to, to, to manage. I think her, her heart ended up stopping. Um, I'm not sure. I never got clear answers of, of, of what happened. I, it was just, it was such a shock and so unexpected. And it just, even now it's all, I, I, I don't think I've only, I've talked about it out loud. Um, more so than just like thinking about it, but yeah, it must be weird. I mean, you're here, you are doing a, a film written by Bonnie about end of life and her passion was how do I, and I use radically because she was a, she, her passion was so radical when it came to enhancing end of life and choices for people. And here you are getting a text saying that you are losing the person and the passion behind this film, um, unexpectedly. And she, she eventually died. She did. Yeah. Yeah. She died that, that night. And it's, it's ironic in a sense. And it's like a, it's, it's such a weird thing because here you're right. Here's somebody who spent her life preparing people for death and um, celebrating their lives on their last final days or months and weeks um, on their journey. And she went the complete opposite way. And I try to look at the, the beauty of that and kind of like her way of saying like, I'm okay. I was, I got my, my fill out of giving myself to everyone else. Like she knew she was going to go quick or kind of wanted to go quick. And I, I try to look for that feeling of, of relief, I guess, of knowing like she, this is probably, probably how she wanted to go. She, she wouldn't want to be kept on any machines, be kept alive. And she would want to go the complete opposite way because she wouldn't be able to be there for herself to be that nurse practitioner or that person to celebrate her own end of life. So she decided to go out her own way. And since then, I got an email from you. I was in complete shock as well. And it took the cast and crew some time to come to grips with this loss. Yeah. It, um, it did. We, it took us a while. We, we grieved a, a lot about it. And um, it was a complete shock to everyone, yeah, just trying to make sense of it. But we quickly realized that, first 
thing we realized was that this only strengthened our drive to push on and make this film happen. And it gave us, it like brought this film to a whole new level and made us realize that it, there's something more special about this film. It's, it's become bigger than any of us. And we knew that we needed to do whatever we had to and give it that much more, more of dedication and motivation and drive to finish it, not only finish it, but to continue Bonnie's legacy mm. and continue her life's work, which was just devoting herself to the education of end of life care and this compassionate care and what people crave, but they don't know how they don't know how they can receive it. And so this is what we want to be able to do with this film is to show how easy it can be to receive, you know? Well, when I, when I first got your email, of course, shock and, and I, all I could remember was she was in an airport. So excited about this project. And I remember hearing your name for the first time and telling, she was talking a little bit about how excited she was um, with this up and coming actor and that they've you've connected and, and look at you, you are now, I feel like you have the heart pushing this film out and I feel like I'm on board and I'm going to do whatever I can to create this legacy for Bonnie because this is who that this woman was. Um, she wanted to get it out there. And I, again, I mean, I'm, I'm putting this um, logo elephant in the room on my, on my RV for this live well, die well tour. And I'm doing this in memory of Bonnie and what can we do to really create a lasting legacy for her because that to me um whether i don't think she was really interested in it she was just into doing the work but to me knowing her passion and i know you are totally about making sure that that everyone knows this film sees this film and sees a little bit of little of what bonnie has done in this palliative care uh, arena when it comes to death and dying so um i i tell you i i, I I'm still in shock. And I all the first time I got your email, I was so worried about you and the crew and Alan and thinking, is this project going to even happen? And yeah, and you asked for some time. And I was like, well, you know, I don't want to pressure anybody. I don't want to ask any questions. And then about a month ago, you pop back up and you're in post-production and you've got this this drive um, that you will not let this project fail. And I, I am suddenly your biggest cheerleader because of who you are, not as an actor, but as a human being. I mean, I just have fallen in love with your heart and what you felt for Bonnie and this, this project. And I just can't wait for the world to see, to see it and be a part of it. Um, and I'm so proud to be honoring Bonnie and her legacy alongside you. And again, I tell you this all the time when I talk to you, but anything I can do for you or the crew or this project, all you have to do is ask. And I, I will try to do and make everything happen because I do want this to, to make uh, a difference in people's lives, but honor the memory of Bonnie. So let's talk a little bit about Bonnie's last project. Um, it, it was Resilient Hearts, but why change the name to Elephant in the Room? Well, because, um, you know, Bonnie, is, she, she was the type of person that, um, she, first of all, she had an ex, uh, overwhelmingly love for elephants and I guess meaning, um, meaning 
behind elephants. Um, if you ever met Bonnie or knew her and uh, those who did had the pleasure to see that everything about her um, exuded like uh, some elephants. She had an elephant tattoo on her wrist. Um, she would have pins on her, on her outfits. Uh, she'd have um, elephant lanyard, everything, you know, earrings, like little things that just like would, wouldn't be so extreme and, and out there in your face, but just little touches, um, little prints, elephant prints on her shoes. Um, and then her office was just like, because it was her own personal office, that's where it became just like, okay, it's, this is Elephant City in here. <laughs> Every, <laughs> little knickknacks like this. Yeah. I have these that I was given. Uh, she gave me this guy here. And I named him. That little elephant yeah. looks like from India. Yeah. And this is the one in the photo, by the way, too. Oh, I love it. I love it. But she had like like little, little knickknacks and, and statues. But the main reason behind why she loved elephants was because it, because the expression, the elephant in the room. Um, she was known to just, when she met and approached her patients, to just discuss what was going on. Talk about death. Um, she would she would just normalize it in a sense and, and talk about um, a subject that people are usually feared, feared talking about or avoid talking about. She would open up about it and take that risk that let people know that it's, let's just, let's just get it out in the open now because there's no holding it in. It's just going to make things worse. If we talk about it and get it out in the open, then we can focus on celebrating your life. We're not going to focus on you dying. We're going to focus on celebrating the rest of, of, of your life. And I mean, I can't imagine. And I, and I wait till the day where I can receive that type of care, but I know that, you know, my last few months or, or however I go, if, if I'm able, fortunate enough to receive that type of care, that it will be the best time of my life that I will have ever had. I'll, it'll open up my eyes to so much that I didn't have the, um, that I didn't uh, bother looking at or, or, or wanting to see as I was trying, thought I was living my life. But um, right. that's mainly what it was. It's just that simple message of just, let's talk about the elephant in the room, what's going on. Well, so... Bonnie, I mean, her whole history is nurse and nurse practitioner and City of Hope Hospital, right, in Los Angeles? Yes. And so, you know, then she's playwright. And yeah. and this is what I love about Bonnie is because she's a bridge. She is trying to create another venue that people can sit down and take it in in a different way. And education was so important to her. And I think that that's what was pushing her, her toward this, this film. And she was so passionate about it, but where is this project going without her? You know, it, you know what, that's how, I mean, you seem to take over this passion role of not only, I see you as a producer for some reason too, of just trying to get it out there. I mean, and I mean, how, how did her normal work life really enhance the elephant in the room movie? So I think I, I think the way it enhanced it was just her 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 simple approach and knowing that she wanted to take what she knew and take it from a book that she wrote and bring it to a different kind of media platform and what she wanted was going to be was a film that could be viewed by anyone anyone medical personnel and she never you know she had intentions and hopes to take it to bigger places but really wanted it to be something that 
can um, let people know that it's it, death is okay to open up and talk about. Um, and again, that to teach us how to enjoy and celebrate life. And she would always say one thing. She would always say that death is not contagious. Um, but that what can be contagious is like the spiritual bond that you can find a connection with and people who are the people who are like the caretakers for the dying or, um, and that's what she would try to tap into. And that's the simple message that she wanted to try and convey with this film in particular, because she wanted people to see what she was trying to talk about in her book and to see these stories and examples that she tried to discuss and talk about. Um, and she also wanted this to be a way that when people would watch this film, they would realize that this is the type of care I can receive myself or my family member can receive. If somebody were to walk into a hospital and say, where's Michael or where's the team, where's Michael's team and the, the, the team of neurologists and social workers and the, the chaplain psychiatrist that is in this film or is in this, this, this book, that's the type of care that I want and let people kind of demand that type of care that, that they're able to get and that these healthcare providers are willing to, to give them. So it's kind of a way to kind of teach the, the medical world in a sense on how to approach this care a little bit better and then teach the everyday people like myself, you know, ourselves that this kind of care can be given to you and together, like the relationships that's formed with that is just, it's magical. It's so special. Yeah. So what, where are you guys? You're in post-production. We are, we're in, we're in post-production. We are literally, literally on the tail end of our, um, locking picture. We're locking picture today. I have to, um, hopefully <laughs> fingers crossed everything. <laughs> um, but we're locking picture. We have our composer, uh, ready to start the original score on Wednesday. Um, our colorist who we just found all of our post production people are absolutely amazing. And we've been, I kept a knock on wood again. Uh, fortunate enough to find these amazing people who believe in our story and who haven't met Bonnie, but have formed some personal connection with her, even without meeting her, and believe enough in our story to help us take it from an, a good amateur indie film to something that's going to be truly special and amazing. I mean, I truly believe in it, and I wouldn't just say that if I didn't have the full confidence that it will be special and that's going to be something that's unique and, and different and simply told in the way that people need to hear. Um, people need to be able to hear the heartfelt message and just know that that exists. Um, so anyway, so we're, we're on our way to submit to festivals and Sundance is right around the corner. And that's our, our big goal right now. And our priority is to get it done by the last deadline for Sundance, which is approaching, uh, September 15th, I believe. Um, so we are going to have everything wrapped up, ready to go and submit. And at least then we can say, this is what we've done. We've submitted to Sundance. Everybody, producers, actors, you want to be able to submit something. And this is of that caliber that can be submitted and hopefully gets accepted. And we plan to continue on to other festivals, submit to those as well, and take meetings with distribution companies uh love to have it netflix somewhere out there if you're listening uh, hey and i mean you know there's no certain path for it but we're trying every option possible i mean if it were to come to where we can 
we had a meeting with Netflix and they loved it and picked it up, which by the way, they have a documentary out that talks about the subject matter right now. So like, this is the perfect time. A couple. To, yeah. Take a feature film and be able to let everyone relate to it. Yeah, that's right. So anybody from Netflix or knows somebody who works at Netflix, and I think I know some people too. So we're, we're, we're going to do this and, and we're going to be asking questions and we're not afraid to get the answer. No, because we're going to keep asking them until we, we knock down some walls and, and get this film, but this must be a double-edged sword. Um, here you are so excited about finishing, finishing this film, but you don't have Bonnie to see the end product. Yeah. And you know, it's, is it weird to be in a movie about death and dying and the playwright slash, you know, the, the passion behind it is not with you when this is going to come to fruition? Is that, it, it must be. It is weird. Like, I, I think, I think it was weirder at first and I, 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 um, someone accepted it, but it is weird knowing that, yeah, she's not going to be there to, to see it, um, to physically be there to, to see it through and to appreciate what's been done. But when I reflected back on times with her before she left us, I remembered so many times that she never, she was the type of person that said what was on her mind and never regretted not saying anything to anybody. She said it. She was that type of person that would say, tell you she loved you. She would tell you in multiple times enough that, that you heard it. So you, you knew. I felt so satisfied with the relationship that I had with Bonnie. I don't feel like I missed out on anything. Even though I've only, even though, we only knew each other 10 months. 10 months is all we knew each other. And I've had the closest bond with Bonnie that I've had with anybody else in my life with a uh, true friendship. And you know what? She is sort of still with you. Yeah, exactly. I, I hear her all the time. I hear her approvals or hear her and saying like, you know, wondering and um, if, if this is the way, way to go about it. Um, I hear, I feel her smacking me in the arm again and saying like, why didn't I think of that? We used to, uh, <laughs> when we were filming, I'd improvise some lines, you know, here and there and throw some lines in and change up her script. And as soon as we yelled cut, she'd walk right up to me and smack me. She'd be like, I can't believe I didn't think of that. I'm going to put that in the next book and start writing down the notes. And <laughs> that's going, she's like, this is going to good, good stuff's going in the sequel. You're going to have to help me write it. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's so awesome. it was things like that, that, you know, and I felt so, close and attached to Bonnie where it, when she did pass um, and we were working in post-production, things come up in, in post that you realize, okay, we have to reshoot some pickups and we needed, we realized that we needed to add in a brand new scene because it just didn't, it wasn't feeling complete. So we didn't have Bonnie to write it. And we, we actually realized this about a week before Bonnie ended up passing and I had every intention to work with Bonnie on this and, and say, okay, we need to collaborate and have you write this scene for us. And here's where I think where we're thinking it should, should kind of go. But we knew we still needed a scene and I've dabbled in some writing before. And I, I have my own script, like everybody, you know, that, I, that I've written that's been kind of like waiting on and, and holding on and wanting to, you know, do um, work on it. But I just thought, you know what? I know, this so well. And I formed such a close connection and relationship with Bonnie that I'm confident that I can write this in, in her style and in her words. And it's worked out beautifully. And I'm not just saying because I wrote it, I don't take that credit. Like it's, it's all, it's all because of her. 
that's the only reason why I was able to get this scene in and have it work out and just complete that circle for the film and, and the characters um, and just kind of like take it to that next level. Um, so it's things like that that I knew that she is, she's still with us and she's living on. I mean, I, I carry elephants with me all the time because I carry her with me in my heart. And there's no, no day that goes by where I'm not think, constantly thinking about her, or hearing her before I fall asleep and telling me that you're doing good. You know, you're, my story's coming out and you're, you're, you're telling my story here. And, um, that's what I want to do. It's not about, I don't want to look at it and say like, what I've done is great. And, um, as an actor, you had an amazing, amazing performance. I, I don't care about any of that stuff. I want to be able to tell this story and have everyone feel like, have everyone, have everyone kind of believe in each other again and believe that there's this sense of humanity that they, they can get in that, like Bonnie used to say that, that love and laughter can coexist with, with, uh, grief and heartache. I mean, she says it perfectly and simply enough where it's just, it's simple words to live by. And I also believe she, what she did for me is convince me that one person can make a difference in this world. One person with one passion going to see it through no matter what bring people around the table to create um, something that she believes in and look at where it's at. And, and she's no longer with us, but every day um, and every time I talk to you, I feel her, I hear her in that excitement on the phone. And I, I just go back to that. But before we go, I want, I have to, I have to Nikio, and I hope you forgive me, but you are an actor in Los Angeles and I, I'm a writer um, I've, you know, worked in television and film and, and now have a podcast and a book out, but I one day will be in Los Angeles. And I tell you, I hope people hire you, but I'm telling you, if they don't, I am hiring you, man, because if I could work, yeah, if you, if I could work and surround my people with your heart and your mind and I could accomplish so much. And so I, I also plead to to all my Los Angeles and New York contacts, get in touch with this guy's agent, man. Put him on a set because he's going to change the culture and really create something beautiful. And um, I'm just lucky to know you. I think I'm going to know you the rest of my life. I think we're going to work on several projects. And You won't get rid of No, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I think your wife and you might have to just like adopt me. And, and I don't know. I think I might be older than you. So a child thing would not work. But we'll figure something out. <laughs> but yeah, we'll figure something out. But yeah. Nowadays. Yeah, you never know. But I think this is what Bonnie has done is created a family long yeah. after she is gone. And I'm so honored to be a part of this. Like I said, I'm getting ready to start this Live Well Die Well tour and she's going to be a part of this. And anywhere that we can bring in Nico and, and this film to honor uh, the legacy and really allow this conversation to move forward. Um, but I am, I'm not even going to cross my fingers for Sundance because I don't think you need it. I think you're going to submit this and the heart and the compassion and empathy is going to ooze through. And I can't wait to fly out to the Sundance to see this. That means so much. Thank For you sure. very much. I know I'm, I, I, I just have that feeling as well of knowing like some, some things are big things are going to happen with this. I mean, and you said it perfectly. Like that's what Bonnie's done. She's brought so many people together and given people something to kind of believe in and, support and really put their heart and soul into. And 
I feel like that that's the very least I can do. Like this is why why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is my calling. This is a reason to kind of push on and and live in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, where can people who are listening, and I'm going to attach the trailer to uh, this podcast. And so, but where can people find the movie? Where can people help? What if people have some deep pockets and want to donate some money to this film to continue the efforts of submissions? Where can people get on the train? Yeah, well, we we have a website right now that we just built up, which will be um, we'll be adding a lot more content to it and just updates to it. It's called. Uh, teetermovie.com and it's t-e-i-t-r movie.com so the abbreviation the elephant in the room movie.com um we have right now we have our our um trailers up on the homepage of the website we'll be updating the with festival updates any potential screenings any investments any sales to netflix um but just kind of letting people know where it's going. We have a bunch of behind the scenes photos on there. We have a dedication page to Bonnie on there. And which, by the way, if it's if it's okay, I just wanted to quickly show you guys too. And like, I wanted to be, be able to honor. Oh, wow. That's a great picture. This, yeah, this was Bonnie's absolute favorite picture. So I, I already knew like, even right away when we, when we had these printed up, she wouldn't have any other, any other picture up there. She would have been like, absolutely not. This is the only one to use. <laughs> she was so beautiful. I'm going to add that picture. Um, the picture we're talking about is right, right on. Uh, will be on the homepage, and I'll put that as the feature um, and and picture of this podcast. And Bonnie Freeman, who created this movie, um, Nico. Man, what a what! How lucky was she to have you? And look at look at what you're doing in her memory. And I just think. It's like a Batman and Robin combination right in front of my eyes. Yeah. Just um, And I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled that you're taking this on and, and keeping the torch lit. And I'm, I'm serious, man. You better call me. And you've got my cell phone number. So yeah. call me I'll... if there's anything. And you, you see where I'm going over the next two and a half years. If we can include a screening. I'll connect, too. Yeah. You're out. You're out. I'll, I'll connect and make an appearance. And we can, we can hang out and have drink some wine or chat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're definitely going to have to do something when uh, the tour comes to Los Angeles. Um, we'll have to do something in Bonnie's memory and uh, do do a, a screening or whatever to raise awareness of what one person can, can change the world. Um, and I love that. But I am so happy she found you and I'm thankful that you're taking this on. And uh, this is going to be an amazing spiritual journey for you. And I'm just, I'm sitting back watching the ride and I really whatever I can do to help. Yeah. It's a wonderful journey to be on. And I mean, I, I welcome anybody who wants to be a part of the journey. So Nico, if somebody's out there and wants to get in touch with you of, Hey, I don't know how I can help the film or what I can do, or they want to cast you in the next ABC pilot. So how do they get in touch with you? Um, well, with me personally, or this fly who happens to be my assistant right now, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'll let them all know my information. We can give you guys my email. It's Nico, my first and last name, N-I-K-O-V-I-T-A-C-C-O, Nico Vitaco at Gmail. Um, that's the best way because I get emails all the time and literally checking and always answering back right away. Um, but you can get in touch with me. I have representation as well. I can always put people in touch with, with my representation, whether it be commercial or theatrical. Um, but I'm, I'm, as you can see, like, I'm just an easygoing person. I'm, I'm a 
normal guy from I'm from Chicago. I'm from the Midwest. I I've always instilled the Midwestern mentality in me to just appreciate all people and and, and make myself equal with everybody else and never let myself be above anybody and never put anybody below me and just um, approach. I approach life in, in the way where I like to make light of things in a way that doesn't make fun of other people. But I love being a goofball and a knucklehead, as my dad would call it myself. <laughs> I just, people at ease, let them know like it's OK to be goofy and just let yourself kind of go sometimes. It is. Yeah. My only regret is that I'm not moving to Los Angeles to work on a project with you tomorrow. And I have a feeling that you're going to be in a project when I get there. But damn it, you better better make some room. Make some room. I'll, I'll call you. and I'll keep you posted and we'll, we'll collaborate. Yes. Before, before then in the meantime. And I see big things for you. Um, you I, I, anybody who has a big spirit, big heart and is doing what you're doing for Bonnie and her legacy. Man, things are going to happen for you. I feel it for sure. I appreciate that. She, um, yeah, she really touched my heart and I think, I think changed my, my path in life. And so it's only for the better. Nico, thank you so much. I mean, it's, you're really fortunate, but in honor of, of Bonnie, I mean, she's lucky to have you as well. And, and y'all have done something really amazing. And I just, A, appreciate, uh, the chance to know Bonnie face to face through you. Um, and that elephant sitting on your chest right now. I mean, I'm just so thrilled, so thrilled to have you a part of this podcast. I'm so thrilled of having you guys a part of this tour. And um, Bonnie will live on in her legacy and her message. I promise you. Um, I promise you I'm going to do my part. Yeah. And I as well, too. And Bonnie brought us together. So yep. we're going to stay friends in this for, for life. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy day. And, and good luck. Break a leg. And I'll see you in Sundance. Thank you so much. I look forward to it. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, you're the designer.